Fry Orthodontics presents Kevin Keatsman Has Issues. Your smile is just the start. Online at fryorthodontics.com. It's really remarkable how the war in Ukraine has just disappeared from the landscape of media coverage or anything going on around the world. It seems the entire globe is focused on what's happening in Israel and Gaza with the war that's taking place there. And for good reason, it's newer, it's just awful, the things that Hamas did to the Israelis. And then the response has been absolutely overwhelming. And obviously there's an awful lot going on here with China moving a bunch of warships, the United States being in place there in a couple of different bodies of water near the conflict and what's going on. So there's there's reason that is the big story. But in light of this, we can also see what's happening in Ukraine. And that is the war in Ukraine is just on the back pages, the back burner. There was just a massive story this week. I mean, a massive story with a source close to Zelensky in Ukraine. We talked about this on the podcast on Monday. and uh, I'm sorry, on Tuesday. And we know that Zelensky's kind of hitting the panic button. And we know that the higher ups in Ukraine, the future oligarchs, are stealing money right and left. We saw the the very famous quote that they're stealing money like there's no tomorrow. So it got me thinking, I want to go read the entire article because I had not read the entire article. I'd skimmed it. I saw some headlines, whatever. I want to read the entire article that's a Time Magazine from this source that is close to Zelensky. And it is unbelievable, folks, what's happening here. And we can see the same things happening in all these places where we spend all our money because we don't fight wars anymore. And that's okay with me. I don't want to fight wars. I don't want our young men and women dying over these causes. We don't. But I really don't like spending the money on losing efforts either. And I, I feel like our money right now is costing tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of people their lives, or this conflict would already be over. Prolonging this is the worst thing you can do. More people will die meaninglessly. It means nothing. As you know, a big chunk of southeastern Ukraine is now occupied by Russia. It is the Russian-speaking part of Ukraine. That's the language they speak. It's the same religions. It's the same language. They're essentially an extension of Russia, except there's a border right here that says this is now Ukraine. Russia wants it back. It's really not our fight. But our Democrat Party is so entwined with Ukrainian oligarchs and all of the dirty dealings the Bidens have had and people in Ukraine that we're fighting this war for them, not for us. This isn't for us. You can see when you, these entrenched politicians, the Lindsey Grahams even in the Republican Party, jumping up and down and screaming that they want to fight this war and they, they need tens of billions, hundreds of billions of dollars more money to fight this. You can tell that it's personal to them. And Lindsey Graham doesn't have relatives in Ukraine. So what's personal to him in Ukraine? It's not the threat of Russia. Russia going in and taking a, 30, 40, 50, 70 miles of Ukraine is not a threat to the United States. I'm sorry. And they're not going to march through and go into Germany. I don't believe that. Maybe I'm dumb. Maybe I'm stupid. I just don't think that Putin wants Germany. I think he wants part of Ukraine back, part of the old Soviet Union back. Maybe all of it back. Maybe he'd like to keep Zelensky in power as a puppet under his leadership. Maybe that's what he's angling for. At this point, it's inevitable. If you read the Time Magazine story, what this man has told Time Magazine is absolutely stunning. Not only are they stealing money right and left, this man points out that Zelensky is well aware that 59% of Americans no longer support funding for the Ukraine war, which has basically kept Ukraine in this as long as it has. This war would have long been over. Remember, people were predicting this thing to be over in a month. and It may have been over in a month, except... We sent tanks, munitions, money. We sent everything. 59% of Americans no longer support funding this war. That's up from 35% in June. And these numbers are before the attack on Israel and the conflict in Israel and Gaza. So what do you figure it is now? 70% of Americans don't support this? Zelensky knows this. They're now grabbing men, grown men, middle-aged, old men, off trains and buses in Ukraine and throwing them to the front lines. They admit that over 100,000 young men have died in the Ukraine. The average age of a soldier in this fight now is 43 years old. I want you to think about that. The average age of the fight 
up on the front lines is now 43 and it's getting older every day. They're grabbing more and more old people to go fight. So if the average age is 43, you know there's dudes in their 60s up there because there's got to be a bunch left still in their 20s. Not a lot, but a bunch. So they've got 60-something-year-old men up on the front lines fighting this war that they're literally yanking off trains and buses and throwing to the front line. That is the time. We're talking about a ceasefire in Israel and Gaza. This is ridiculous. The ceasefire needs to be immediately. Joe Biden needs to step up and call for a ceasefire between Ukraine and Russia. Seven days of peace. No more firing. Let's sit down and figure out what we've got here and decide what we're going to do. Donald Trump says he can fix it in 24 hours. I think that's right. Now, he'd negotiate it out. There'd be a large chunk of Ukraine that would go to Russia in the negotiation. Do you have a problem with that? Because I don't. If it stops the war, and look, I'm a terrible American. You know, I worry, I've got first world problems. I'm not worried about a bomb being lobbed on my house. Some missile flying across from the state of Missouri into Kansas to nuke my house. No, I'm not worried about that. I am worried about my taxes, where my money goes, my economy, my retirement, my 401k, all these different things. I do worry about that. It is the luxury of being an American. I am sick of sending money to the Ukraine war. Joe Biden wants another hundred plus billion dollars and he wants to split it up between all this stuff. Ukraine, border security, Israel. Mike Johnson flanked him. He outfoxed him already. The Speaker of the House said, really, you want four? It says 14.3 billion in this bill for Israel. Mike Johnson says, great, we're going to vote on this. 14.3 billion for Israel. We're on board. Let's vote this first and we'll take it from the IRS. Done. Joe Biden, you need some skin in the game. Lose your IRS money, give it to Ukraine. Make your decision. You're the president. We've got the money. It's already voted and, and, and it's in the Inflation Reduction Act. It's going to the IRS. We're going to pull it from the IRS. We're going to give it to the Israelis. You good with that? The Biden people are leaking that they will veto this. Rand Paul, who's in the Senate, says, I love this idea. Way to go, House of Representatives. Vote on it. Let's get it done. Send it over to us. Let's see how these Democrats are going to vote on this thing. This isn't politics. This is getting $14.3 billion to Israel the right way with money we have, money that's already spent, well, money that's already apportioned but not spent. So it doesn't add anything to the debt. It's already on the books. We're going to move from one place to another. That's how you do it. That's how Americans do it. When, when you have financial issues going on, you move from one place to another to cover the most important part. I mentioned it yesterday. We're not going out to dinner. We're paying the electric bill. Simple decision. Great. You got an electric bill you got to pay. We're taking it from the IRS. We're going to pay the electric bill in Israel. And Biden is threatening to veto it. And Rand Paul is saying, yeah, uh, he's full of crap. He ain't vetoing nothing when it comes to Israel. We put it on his desk. He's signing it. We'll send him what we like. And he has no choice in an election year but to sign it for Israel. Period. He's calling his bluff. And I agree. They'll have no choice. So why aren't we doing this thing? We've got a, a top aide to Zelensky saying Zelensky deludes himself. The Time Magazine story says, quote, we are out of options. America can send all the munitions and tanks and weapons they've got. We have no people to use them. We're basically out of soldiers in Ukraine. And the Biden administration wants to keep sending money. Here's why. This is now personal for Joe Biden, not just economically, not just these. Oh, by the way, these billionaire oligarchs are stealing money in Ukraine, and it's going to come back to Biden. When he's out of office, it'll come back to his family. You watch. They're all getting rich on our tax dollars, and Joe Biden will get his money. It's coming. It'll be down the road. He may be dead by then. It may be Hunter. It may be Jill. They're getting theirs from Ukraine. They will forever be... Ukraine will forever be indebted to them. The money will keep flowing to the Biden family and to Democrats and to other politicians, probably like Lindsey Graham, forever. Because if they're able to keep their country, which is what I think eventually will happen, there will be a Ukraine. A big chunk of it will be taken away by Russia. But there will be a Ukraine. It'll basically be a puppet government under Vladimir Putin, and that will be the arrangement. But they're out of options. They have nobody to man the stuff. If we, if we send them more tanks and missiles, and everything, they have nobody to do this. So why does Joe Biden want more money? Why does he want to keep this alive? Because it's an election year. He doesn't want to lose another war. 
He lost in Afghanistan, pulled out and got 13 Americans killed. They pull out and end this thing and negotiate their way out of this. It's a loss. And Americans will go, wait a second. This thing lasted a year and a half. We spent $150 billion and lost. Americans do not like losing. They don't take it well. This is a loser. Fighting the Ukraine war is a loser. It was a loser from day one. Nobody likes Putin. Nobody likes his regime. Nobody likes any of this, but it's reality, and it doesn't affect us. I'm sorry. Putin is not marching through the rest of Ukraine and headed into Europe. He's not starting World War III. He wants his damn land back from when they had the Soviet Union. That's what he wanted. He wants to put the coalition back. He wants back a piece of his former country where everyone that lives there speaks Russian and has the same religions as Russians. That's what he wants back. He doesn't want Germans to be part of Russia. Sorry, he doesn't. And if they're selling that to you, you'll buy anything. So what is Joe Biden busy on? Joe Biden's busy on signing an executive order about artificial intelligence. He wants programmers of AI to make sure that they start first. That any AI that's built in America by executive order must be first trained to include equity and civil rights. And why would he want this? Well, you know why. It's a splash. It's a dog whistle. But wouldn't that also lead AI on its own because AI is, it's a, it's a virus. It just mutates and grows and does whatever it does on its own, right? If you start with equity and civil rights, doesn't it take, you, doesn't it take AI essentially to every liberal philosophy there is? If you start there and you tell the public you're starting there, the public goes, oh, well, isn't that nice? We're going to start with AI on equity and civil rights. That's, that's, that's so good. These are righteous people. What would it lead AI to do? It would lead AI down a rabbit hole of everything that's liberal and progressive. This is unconstitutional. This executive order is, on, and this is what he's busy doing while trying to fight two wars. And you have to ask the question with a, with a laugh, with tongue in cheek, we like to do that here at KKHI. We have to ask, really, honestly, the Biden administration putting an executive order out about how to start first and train AI? Really, we think the Biden administration is smart enough to rig artificial intelligence? Do we really think that? I think maybe they're thinking on a simplistic level like me, that if you start with diversity, equity, and civil rights and inclusion, that AI will take itself to everything liberal. But certainly the Biden administration is not smart enough to rig AI. Not on their own. They're counting on their minions to do that in Silicon Valley. And it sounds to me like it would work. They've done this before, and they've got a year, and they can train everything you Google search and everything you look up. They can train AI within a year to take everything that you look up to push you left, to vote left. That's all this is. Meanwhile, in serious American news, Christopher Wray is in a Senate subcommittee hearing and was asked by Rick Scott of Florida, are we safer today under President Biden than when he took office? This whole thing is about border security, safety in America, homeland security. We'll get to Josh Hawley in a moment. And Christopher Wray, the director of the FBI, paused for quite some time and said, what I can tell you is terror threats are elevated right now. And we have taken many actions to try to be better prepared. That's what he said. So let me translate for Chris Ray. Hell no, we're not safer than we were under Trump. Not even close. It's a way scarier landscape out there right now because we don't know who's out there running around. We got over a million gotaways. People wouldn't even know who they are. Just whoop, in they came. Oh, and they're planning it. Our terror threat in the United States is elevated while the world is on fire and Joe Biden is worried about artificial intelligence. That's about right. Josh Hawley's my guy. Uh, my friend and I have talked at great length for over a year that what a wonderful thing for America would be if Josh Hawley became Senate Majority Leader after the next election. The turtle's out. McConnell's would be gone, theoretically, not the leader of this party. Republicans should easily win the Senate. 
the map, the map lines up, everything lines up, and we know that people are going to go out and vote. So the Senate should almost be a given that it's going to be controlled by the Republicans. And what a wonderful thing if Josh Hawley was in charge of the Senate. He had Alejandro Mayorkas, your Homeland Security Director, in front of the Senate subcommittee on Tuesday. And Hawley is steamed. You think I get passionate on this podcast and upset and worked up listening to Josh Hawley. He is steamed that one of Mayorkas' people, when Israel was attacked by Gaza, took to social media and celebrated it. An employee of the Department of Homeland Security who posted these comments on October the 7th. That's not all she posted. She also posted this graphic. Now, this is a fake graphic, I want to be clear, but I think we understand it. This is a paraglider, a Hamas paraglider, depicted here with a machine gun flying into Israel. She posted it under her online alias with the celebratory Free Palestine. Mr. Secretary, what, what's going on here? Is this, is this typical of, of people who work at DHS? This is an asylum and immigration officer who is posting these, frankly, pro-genocidal slogans and images on the day that Israelis are being slaughtered in their beds. What have you done about this? Four things I'd like to say to you. Number one, your question to suggest that that is emblematic of the men and women of the Department of Homeland Security is despicable. I'm sorry, what have you done? This person works for the Department of Homeland Security. Have you fired her? That was one of four answers. Have you fired her? One. Have you fired her? Don't come to this hearing room when Israel has been invaded and Jewish students are barricaded in libraries in this country and cannot be escorted out because they are threatened for their lives, you have employees who are celebrating genocide and you are saying it's despicable for me to ask the question? I mean, just wow, Josh Holly, nice work. That's passion. That's real. That's not fake. He's not an actor. In fact, he doesn't have the greatest personality. But Josh Holly is the man. He is absolutely the smartest man in the room every single time. I can't think of one policy he's come up with that isn't great for America. And why that woman has not been fired yet by Mayorkas is astonishing to me. That you can work for Homeland Security and put on your social media pictures of of hand gliders, paratroopers, paragliders flying into Israel with machine guns to slaughter people at a concert and work for the United States government is beyond me. It's beyond pale. This is unbelievable this is happening in America. The Democrat Party cannot survive this. This will splinter them. This is going to rip this party in half. There are plenty of Democrats out there that want to support Israel. And the radical left and AOC has no idea why she's supporting Palestine, but she is because her girlfriends are on board with it. Rashida Tlaib and all these other people, they're on board with it, so I'm down with the struggle. I'm a brown girl. I'm down with the struggle of any brown people like Hamas. Yeah, okay, let's see how that works out for your Democrat Party. This could be the wedge that just splits them irreparably and splinters them as a party that cannot rule. Because it is going to force many Democrats to vote with Republicans. It just is. We've talked about the Jewish vote and what's going to happen. And that, to me, is exciting. It's awful that it takes this stuff. We can't control the world. You can't stop crazy people from being crazy. What you can do is be strong, lead from strength, and mitigate any trouble here in the homeland. That's what a government's job is. That's really the job of the government. Keep our homeland safe. That's it. That's really the job. It's not diversity, equity, inclusion. I'm sorry, it's not. It's not spending billions of dollars worrying about if we're promoting enough gay soldiers up to be officers. It's not. It's about, it's about merit and dignity and safety and protection. That's what it's about. Josh Hawley gets that. Okay, KKHI is brought to you by bstock.net and Olathe 14680 South Flaming Road. Here's some of the big deals they sent me this week. Samsung 85-inch smart TV, normally $1,500, $899. This is the top end, 85-inch, just $899. Crazy. Samsung 65-inch, $349. This month only. That means, well, that means today. 
Uh, bundle with the Acer Chromebook for 50 bucks. Got an email from a gentleman who said he got one. Nice. Separately, the Chromebook is $79.99. Final flash sale, Microsoft Surface Laptop, i5, 16 gigabyte, now $399. MSRP is over $800. Limited time sale. Don't forget Discount Alley. Don't forget they have Apple products all over the place and video game systems, graphic cards, TVs, and more on hold for Christmas. All you got to do is call them. They'll hold it for you when it comes in, 913-800-1419. Ideal Health KC, Dr. Kip Van Camp is helping many of you. I'm getting email after email from many of you that have visited Dr. Kip and said, wow, this is working. In many cases, it takes two, three, four, five weeks. When you start using your body's own tissue to help you, or you go through the PRP blood spinning and re-enter it back into your body, it is remarkable what it can do for many people. Not all, not all, but so many of you have dealt with pain, joint pain, COVID shot issues, onset of Alzheimer's or Parkinson's. A lot of things ail a lot of folks. And you've tried shots and you've tried pills and you've tried whatever, and they say, we can't help you. This is worth your call. IdealHealthKC.com. Dr. Van Camp has written many journals nationally for over a decade about regenerative medicine and how body how your body can fix yourself. 913-745-5300, online at idealhealthkc.com. Finch Knife Company, Spence and Steve are doing a great job. We're getting ready to go visit them. Just setting up a meeting to go meet these guys again. We haven't met with them in quite a while. It's time to get together. We're going to go see them. See, if we'd, maybe we'll go get something to eat and get something really low-cal. I've been low-caling it for quite some time. I haven't talked about it a lot on the podcast, but it has worked. It's my own little plan. I'm at a terrific weight right now. I'm just getting, I'm going down a rabbit hole here. I'm sorry. Supposed to be telling you about how great the guys are at Finch Knife Company. They are. I'm thinking about a special purchase of Finch Pocket Knives because I think they're really cool. And you might want to consider it too for yourself, for someone on your shopping list, or maybe for your company and employees. Finchknifeco.com. Keep life from getting dull. Those are good boys over there, Finch Knife Co. Okay, this is disgusting. We're seeing all these displays all over the place in America, college professors being outed. I, I, don't, I just don't know what's going to happen to these people that are supporting Hamas. We literally have millions of Americans le- on the left, millions of Americans on the left supporting terrorists in the Middle East, killing Jews. And so these are the people that have been calling conservatives anti-Semitic my whole life. They're like, they've been implying that MAGA, you people hate Jews. Like, I don't know anybody that hates a Jewish person. I don't know one. I just, I've never heard of it. I, I didn't know there were, I thought anti-Semitism was fake. I thought it was fake. I read about World War II in the history books. I've watched documentaries. I knew all that. I thought it was gone, except in the Middle East. I thought it was gone. I had no idea it was here in the United States. Not kidding. Now they say attacks and slurs against Jews is up 480% in this country right now. In the last three weeks, it's up 480%. Who knew when the Democrats were running around calling all the MAGA people anti-Semites that it's them? Well, we should know this. Every time they level something on us, we don't understand. We're like, what? Trump's peed in a bed in Russia and he's doing business in Ukraine and getting rid of that. What? We should have known it was Biden and Schiff and Pelosi. We should know that. And as they're calling us racist and homophobes and anti-Semites, we should have known it was them. And it is, and it's everywhere. And you're seeing it everywhere. It's crazy. Too many things to discuss, but this just is beyond the pale disgusting. This is unbelievable what happened in, in, I think it was London. It's in the United Kingdom for sure. A Palestinian freak pulls up in a minivan next to a McDonald's in a crowded square. Walks in with three boxes, hundreds of live mice that are painted. He painted the mice in the colors of the Palestinian flag. And these three people walk in with these boxes of live mice and they dump them all over the McDonald's, shouting, free Palestine, F Israel, F Israel, F Israel. Death to Israel. Hundreds of mice dumped inside of McDonald's. This is the, the, the come on. <sighs> Can you imagine a Jewish person doing that? I'm just asking. It's just a simple question. I, I can't. I can't even imagine that. 
I can't even imagine anybody would think of that stunt. Let's go get hundreds of mice, let's paint them the color of our flag, and let's dump them in a McDonald's and shout death to Israel and F Israel. Uh, these people are crazy, man. These people are absolutely crazy. I want to thank everybody that's sending me emails about the elections. I voted. My neighbors have voted. Jessica's voted. A lot of you have voted. I'm hearing from a lot of you. And I'm hearing from many of you. I've, I've said, if you have a voter guide, a cheat sheet with a link, send it to me. Kevin at kksissues.com. Here's the important word in that sentence, folks. Link. I need to be able to tell all the listeners where to go. Don't shoot me a photocopy of your cheat sheet. I need to know where you got it. I need to know the website. Many of you have sent me stuff from DeSoto, Prairie Village, Fairway, whatever it may be. And I've emailed all of you back respectfully, nicely. Those are all on the Johnson County Voter Guide. So what I'm really looking for is county voter guides that are Republican. If you're in a county that has a Republican voter guide, shoot it to me and I'll put it on the podcast. I'll make a big deal about it. So everybody sent me stuff and you all sent me pictures and those are awesome. But if you're living somewhere else, especially in the Kansas City area, but really anywhere, send me the site to send people to so they can do this for themselves. I can't do it for them. I can rattle a million names off on this podcast. It'll be boring as hell and nobody will write down the names and remember them. But they will remember a link. If I say Johnson County Republican Party, Kansas voter guide, jcrpks.org. People remember it. Johnson County Republican Party, Kansas. Johnson County Republican Party, Kansas. Google it, pops right up. The voter guide is right there for you. If you live in Johnson County, you got no excuse. It is right there for you. You can walk right in with it. You could put a screenshot on your phone. They don't care. You could. I, I printed mine out and took it in old school because I was going to get it right. If you live somewhere else and there's a voter guide, I need to know the guy. Don't send me your picture. I'm not going to sit here and read all the candidates' names. I can't do that. I can, but it'd be boring. So I got one from a gentleman in Fairfax, Virginia. God bless you, sir. I don't know if we have anybody else listening in Fairfax, Virginia. He may be the only one. This is really simple. Fairfaxgop.org. If you live in Fairfax, Virginia, and you want to know who to vote for in your nonpartisan elections, that's city council, mayor, and school board. This time around, fairfaxgop.org, fairfaxgop.org. Done. Thank you, sir. Appreciate that. We previously heard from folks at a school district in Kansas, the Blue Valley School District. It is bluevalleyexcellence.com, bluevalleyexcellence.com. All of those candidates are on that site. That's easy. You want to know who to vote for, for school board in Blue Valley? BlueValleyExcellence.com. You can flip your district this year. There's enough of them running. You can take back the Blue Valley schools if you go to BlueValleyExcellence.com. Thank you so much. Lansing conservative candidates. Uh, I got a great photograph from a lady in Lansing who said, here's my candidates. I said, I need to know where you found it. It doesn't say on there. I'm going to get you the Lansing voter guide. Ma'am, please send it back to me. I saw the picture and I saw all the names but I need to know where you got that list. There's got to be a Lansing voter guide out there for Republicans, Lansing, Kansas. There's got to be one near you. If you know of a voter guide, come on, let's go to work. You're an army. Let's do this. Figure out your local place to find out who the conservatives are. Send me the link and I'll just read it over and over and over the next few days and get it out there for everybody to go get their own cheat sheet. Go get your own cheat sheet. I also heard from Mike Hubner. He's awesome. He's a regular emailer. I believe he's a patron, regular listener of KKHI. Mike Hubner is the one who put me on to bluevalleyexcellence.com. He's working very hard for the school board. I love the guy. There's nothing to not love about Mike Hubner. I mean, he's, he's really just out there getting it done. He's running for position seven at large for the Blue Valley School Board. So he's on there. If you go to bluevalleyexcellence.com, you're going to see Mike Hubner. He's running. He's doing something about it. Are you ready for this? Mike has knocked on 4,400 doors. 4,400 in the Blue Valley School District. He said, thanks for knocking on doors. I said, dude, I think we're still under 100 because we just got two streets over here, me and my buddy, a couple of streets in our neighborhoods that we were given by 
Joe Carlin and Mark Charlton and Lexus said, go knock these doors because they got other knockers. We're going out again on Thursday afternoon. The weather's going to be better. We're going to knock on a bunch more doors. We'll get well over 100. We've got a couple hundred by the time we're done. But 4,400 doors? Mike says, I'm not stopping until I get to 5,000. BlueValleyExcellence.com. Way to go, Mike. You are a freaking rock star, dude. You got to vote Mike Hubner. Blue Valley Schools. Please vote. If you listen to this podcast and you've got an election going on, if you've seen any signs near your house, and there's not as many in Missouri as there are Kansas here. There's not as much going on there. But if you see signs near your house, there's an election. Find out who to vote for, and please, please, please find the conservatives and go vote for them at the local level. Back Nine Development is a proud sponsor of Kevin Keatsman Has Issues. T.J. Vilkanskis, uh, a couple months ago, I got a chance to meet his staff here. We went and had some great barbecue at Slaps Barbecue in KCK. It was awesome. He was on his way to a job site in the Northland where they're building a beautiful custom home. And when he comes and visits your job site, it's personal. He brings the staff. He brings the designer with him. He brings the architect, the engineers, all the people come along. All the subs, the leaders of the subcontractors are all right there. You cannot imagine an experience building a house with someone that is more connected to keep you informed of everything that's going on than working with Back Nine Development and TJ Vilkanskis. He is unbelievable at what he does. If you're considering a custom build of any kind, residential or commercial, Back Nine Development's got to be at the top of your list. Make the call, meet with the man. See if your ideas link with his. 785-236-0161. Online at back9development.com. Advantage Termite and Pest Control is the only pest control company you will ever need. Okay, you're getting a lot of spiders this time of year. And some critters are going to start trying to get in your house as it gets colder, especially the mice like to come in. If you see any kind of signs of that, or squirrels trying to dig through your roof, even climbing up your stucco, getting up to your wood shingles and digging their way into your attic, Advantage Termite and Pest Control has a critter control department as well. They do it all. They do it all at Advantage. 913-768-8989. you got some critters you need to get rid of in your backyard? They'll do that for you. They will trap and dispose them humanely. Advantage Termite and Pest Control is online at AdvantageTPC.com. Advanced Medical Imaging, see what's inside. If you've had a diagnosis where your doctor says get an MRI or CT scan, why would you wait six weeks to do it? That's what the hospital chains will have you do. Oh, we'll go in and get your scan in six weeks. No. How about we get it today or tomorrow? I move it on to my doctor and if I need surgery or something, I need to get that moved up by six weeks. MedImageKS.com. MedImageKS.com. Don't forget, this is out of pocket. The heart scan is awesome. It's not a full body scan. When you do the heart scan for about 100 bucks, you get your plaque score, but they also see all the organs in your torso. They will send it to your doctor. And if your doctor sees anything in your torso that doesn't look right, they'll be able to see it with the heart scan. That's a pretty cool side deal. No guarantees that they catch everything, but if you've got something growing somewhere else, they'll probably see it when you go get your heart scan. It is an awesome benefit of doing this. By the way, every insurance company should cover a free heart scan once a year. Oh, but Big Pharma doesn't want that. Big Pharma doesn't want that, folks. They don't. They don't want you to know the onset of your illness if your plaque is building up in your heart. They want you on their meds. They want it to get more serious. So you need a lot more medicine, not something you can just alter your diet and fix right away on your own. They don't want that. MedImageKS.com. On to sports. Let's get a little lighter here. Hey, it's always fun to hear from Tyreek Hill, the rocket scientist wide receiver for the Miami Dolphins. Interesting comments from Peter King yesterday. I was listening to Carrington Harrison on 610 Sports Radio in Kansas City. He had Peter King on, and they were talking about the game in Germany. And obviously what it means to Clark Hunt, more on that in a moment, as Clark Hunt was talking about stadium issues. Clark Hunt loves the microphone anytime there's an international game. So he had a news conference. We'll get to that in a moment. But Tyreek Hill was the topic with Carrington Harrison, who's excellent every day at 2 on 610 Sports Radio. I encourage you, if you love sports radio, to go listen to him. He's funny. He's witty. It's interesting. It, it just, it's conversational. It's good. So he's got Peter King on there. And Peter King, you know, he's asked, what is this? What a shame that this game isn't at Arrowhead Stadium, which was the theme in Kansas City yesterday. 
What a shame. You know, all Chiefs fans are butthurt. This game isn't at Arrowhead, and it's in Germany. I'm happy it's in Germany. I don't care it's in Germany. Did you guys see the ship on the river in Frankfurt? Mick Schaefer tweeted this out from Channel 41. There is a giant river cruiser going up and down the river in Frankfurt. It's like their ship. It's all Chiefs. Like Frankfurt is all Chiefs. This is going to be a home game for the Chiefs. Germany is Chiefs country. They love the Chiefs. This will be a home game for the Chiefs. You got to see a picture of this ship. It's unbelievable. Just going up and down the river. Frankfurt is Kansas City East. (laughs) Best way to put it. So Peter King says to Carrington Harrison, as they're talking about this, he says, well, you know, he had to go. There wasn't enough cap space. He goes, Peter King said, you know what? I was really surprised the Chiefs offered as much money to Tyree Kill as they did. Carrington said, what? He said, Tyree Kill had become a headache in Kansas City. Kind of a pain in the ass. When you think about it. Oh, really? I didn't know anything about that. Inform me about that. Tyree Kill being a pain in the ass in Kansas City. He said, I was really surprised. They were kind of tired of him. They were tired. You know, they loved the production. They loved the player, but they were tired of his act. He said, I was really surprised they made the run as hard as they did. Well, Tyree Kill did media yesterday, and he was asked if he'd rather be playing in Kansas City than Germany. I was kind of pissed about it, man, because obviously I got so many friends. I got family there. Um, One of my sons is there. So just the energy, man, that, you know, feeling that energy in Arrowhead would have been next level. But obviously I understand that the NFL, you know, they want to be more global and they want to send, you know, two of the best offenses over there, MVP, two two MVP quarterbacks, um, dynamic offenses, and it's going to be a good game, you know, so. Is, is, is really good promotion for them. But going back to Arrowhead, it would have been sensational. Well, of course, Tyreek Hill would rather be playing in Kansas City than Germany. It's an easier flight. It's an easier week. And the story would be all about him. That's right in Tyreek Hill's wheelhouse. Chiefs got to find a way to stop him. Could be a couple of linebackers out this week. Willie Gay's pretty hurt, apparently. That's a big one. They got to find a way. The main way is good safety play. We saw this with Tampa in the Super Bowl. We saw teams do this. If your safety is smart and knows how to play, Tyreek Hill can't get behind you. He may get a 50-yard catch down to the 17-yard line, but he doesn't take it to the house. Safety play is the key, and the pass rush is key. The pass rush has been excellent. George Karloftis is quietly having a fantastic year. Since the first half of last year, he's in like the top five in the NFL in pressures. He's racking up Big sack numbers over his last 15 games or so, dating back to last year. They're getting some pass rush. If you get that on Tua, we know this about Tua. If you slam him to the ground a couple times, it gets easier with Tua. He's doing a great job of getting rid of the ball. However, that also means he's now more susceptible to throwing interceptions. Chiefs defense is going to be key in this one. I'm looking forward to this game very, very much. Also in the AFC West, Josh McDaniels is fired. The head coach of the Raiders is out. GM is fired. Raiders are in total free fall before the Chiefs even play them this year. Now, if somebody can tell me how Josh McDaniels was responsible for Jimmy Garoppolo missing Devontae Adams wide open for touchdowns twice the other night in a game they lost, I'd like to hear it. Garoppolo couldn't have been worse. There are memes all over the internet making fun of Garoppolo's passes to Adams, who was wide open. He's a huge threat, and the Raiders can't get the ball to him. Maybe it is coaching, but if a quarterback sucks, quarterback sucks. Garoppolo's got to be at the end. I mentioned Clark Hunt, the Chiefs chairman. He had a news conference, met with the media on Tuesday, talking about the international series. This is big money for the Chiefs, man. They are Germany's team. This is big money for the Chiefs. And, of course, my buddy Todd Lebo, who I have known for well over 30 years. Gosh, longer than that. 35 years I've known Lebo. We're good friends. He just visited Europe. He took his whole family. Good for him. You talk about a guy that just grinds and works and and keeps his eye on the prize and keeps his nose down. He's not political in any way, but every single thing about him and the way he works and the way he lives his life is conservative. That's all I'll tell you. But he doesn't really like politics. He doesn't like talking about it. He doesn't like any of it. I'm just telling you, the way he lives and works and takes care of his family and loves and provides and does. He's a doer. Always love that about Lebo. Always. He asked Clark Hunt what the heck the Chiefs going to do about a stadium. 
Royals are sitting here doing this. And Clark Hunt said, well, we continue to believe that our best plan going forward will be to renovate Arrowhead Stadium, but we can't make any plans until the Royals are done. Good enough. The Royals are sputtering. Chiefs got to be getting miffed by this. I think the Royals, the Chiefs want to know if Coffin Stadium, if they can tear it down. That's what they really want to know. Decide where you're going. Let's see what the taxes are. Are we splitting taxes in Jackson County? If you go across the river, do we get all the Jackson County money? I think that's where it's going. I think Jackson County would like to give a lot of money to the Chiefs and none to the Royals. To be quite honest, I think that's kind of where it is. I think Frank White's still kind of butthurt by the Royals, which is weird. But whatever. It's Kansas City politics. Don't try to figure the liberals out. And the Chiefs see this as, you know, they threaten Kansas, but the, the play in Kansas is the liberal governor. That's it. Because, you know, it's, it's just a, such a sweet spot of a cesspool in Missouri of, of liberals in, these, in Jackson County that will give you money. That's the sweet spot for the Chiefs. They've, they've, they've been getting money since the 1960s out of Kansas City, Missouri, and Jackson County. The libs just keep signing up, giving more money, give more money, give more money. And, of course, there is no loyalty the Chiefs are going to go where they get the best deal. But Clark Hunt says, we prefer to see if there's a plan to renovate Arrowhead. Well, if that's the case, what they want to do is build around Arrowhead. They want all that land. I'm going to guess they want all the land given to them. Okay, I'm going to, I'm going to guess they want to own it and build their own entertainment district, maybe a hotel there. The, the comp here would be maybe what they have in Glendale, Arizona. They built that stadium out in the suburbs in Glendale. Then they built an arena next to it. Then a couple of giant hotels, a renaissance. Then they have something that is equated to maybe the legends in KCK or Power and Light downtown. The Chiefs may want to do that and say, look, we can do that. There's nothing like that in this part of town. If you think about it, there's just not much that way. It may work from a private development side if Kauffman Stadium goes away and you have all that land. You may actually, the Chiefs may actually be able to develop some stuff there Heck, they might be able to sell condos there. Think about it. Or rent apartments at Arrowhead. I know there's only 15 dates a year that there's something at Arrowhead, but what a cool place to have a condo. There's all kinds of things they could do if they had all that land to develop how they want. So I think the Chiefs are just sitting back waiting, saying, wait, we're going to wait and see what we got. We don't know exactly what it is. College football, Missouri's at Georgia this week. It's the game of the, well, it's the game of the century for Mizzou. If Missouri can beat Georgia, they are in discussion for the college football playoff and the national championship. Done. Who could argue that? A one-loss Missouri team takes control of the East Division with a win over the best team in the country? Mizzou's in. That's it. That's all that's on the line. Go play it. It's a 15-and-a-half point line. Georgia's won 25 straight. Their defense is insane. This is going to be next to impossible for Missouri. And Missouri's really good. But it's going to be next to impossible. Here's what I don't like. I got something I don't like this week, and I've been bullish on Mizzou all year. You got to give me credit. All you Mizzou fans out there, you got to give me credit. You were hating on your coach. You wanted to fire him. I'm like, wait a second. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You got a veteran quarterback. You got a receiver nobody can stop. You got good players on defense that it will come together because there's parts, there's good defensive players over there. They'll figure it out and stop some people. And there's enough teams in the SEC that aren't all that great. This just in, it's not that deep of a league anymore. It's top heavy. Georgia's really good. LSU, I guess, was slightly better than Missouri, but I don't know about that. Alabama's probably better than Missouri, but they got a quarterback problem. I'd like it a lot better if Missouri was going to Alabama this week. Not that Georgia's quarterback is great, but I think it's a little more settled offensively at Georgia, even without Brock Bowers, than it is at Alabama. Clearly, Missouri's chance to win this game is a score fest. So the matchup that matters here is Georgia's defense against Missouri's offense. If Missouri can go score, it's going to be one hell of a game. But Eli Drinkwitz is saying, well, this is just another game on the schedule. We're just trying to go 1-0. and And he went off on, on a tangent that I do not understand that said, you're putting too much into one game. That's not how we do it here. This game isn't the whole season. And we know what all you talking heads are going to be saying if we don't win this game that, oh, there's nothing left to play for. You'll drive the narrative and it will be our job to ignore that narrative. And I'm listening to this, and I'm thinking to myself, is Eli Drinkwitz, four days before the game, sitting here talking about what next week is going to be like after they lose? I've never heard a coach do that. Eli Drinkwitz turned media critic 
and said, well, here's what it's going to be like next week, and we're going to ignore it all. Y'all are going to say there's nothing left to play for. We couldn't beat Georgia. We're not national caliber, and blah, 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 blah. And we're, it's my job to make sure that we ignore it. Wait, what? You're already thinking about next week and what people are going to say about you if you don't win the game? Ooh. That's not a good sign. We saw a glimpse of this last week. Did anybody remember this? Houston coach Dana Holgerson opened his news conference by saying, my God, I just looked at the K-State tape against TCU, and I can't find anything they do wrong. They've shored up their defense. They sack the quarterback. They run it. They pass it. They're top 10 in the country in offense and defense. And he went through it, and he goes, We're, we, we will have to play our absolutely our best game, and I'm still not sure we can win it. That's what Dana Holgerson said. And then what happened? He showed up in Manhattan and lost 41-0. So while he was right, <laughs> don't say it. What are these coaches doing? They're more worried about themselves than their game. Oh, don't understand it. Huge week this week. This is a separation week for all of our area schools. And hell, they may all lose. They're all on the road. KU, they're all underdogs. KU's at Iowa State, two and a half point underdog. Big game there. KU hasn't won at Iowa State since 2008. Iowa State's playing well. And they're a, I think they're just a difficult out for Kansas because the defense they play. I, I don't think KU will be able to just like scheme its way to 40 points here this week. We'll see. I think it will be a lower scoring mutt. It was last year. It was a mutt of a game. Kansas State at Texas is an elimination game for the Big 12 title game. The loser will not be in the title game. The winner of this game, uh, well, there's two games taking place in the Big 12 that will have, these are the biggest impact games of the year on the Big 12 title game. Oklahoma's at Oklahoma State and K-State's at Texas. The winners of those two games will be the two favorites for the title game. So if K-State and Oklahoma win this week, for example, they're favored to be in the game. If Texas and Oklahoma State win, they're in the driver's seat to be in the game. The winners of those games will be in the driver's seat. No guarantee you make it. The losers will be in real trouble and out. They just won't have the tiebreakers. College basketball starting up. we got hoops on Wednesday night. KU's playing Fort Hayes State at the Fieldhouse. K-State has Emporia State. We'll have more on that on tomorrow's podcast. We'll see what they look like after they play their games. The World Series has been a ratings disaster. They finally got a dramatic setup. They got John Rahm, Masters winner, out there throwing the first pitch in Arizona, wearing his Masters jacket. The place is sold out. It's going crazy. It's two games to one, which after three games, it has to be two games to one. And if the Diamondbacks come out and play a great game, we got a hell of a World Series. They're finally playing on a night where there's no other sports they're up against. There's no football. There was a bad Toledo game that was on ESPN2 or something, but nothing to go up against. And the Rangers jump out to a 10-0 lead and everybody changes the channel. Wow. The Rangers announced before the game that Max Scherzer and Odalis Garcia, who was the National League Championship Series MVP, were both out for the rest of the World Series due to injury. And all the Rangers do is go out and jump out to a 10-0 lead in this game and win 11-7. I guess Garcia gave a big pregame speech, which is pretty cool. The Aces are pitching tonight. If Texas wins it, the World Series is over. Zach Gallen is the ace for the Diamondbacks in the first half of the season, he was unhittable, but he's been very hittable in the postseason. He hasn't been all that good. Nathan Evaldi goes for the Rangers. There are no aces in this series. Even Max Scherzer's not an ace. He's been fighting injuries. The problem baseball has right now is there are no ace starting pitchers. These are now bullpen games, and that's what's happened in this series. It's been a disaster. Our final final is presented by Cross Kitchens KC online at crosskitchenskc.com. Still, if you call today, offering free granite countertops, 816-898-7047 to see if you qualify for free granite countertops, crosskitchenskc.com. MyPillow.com, I had a discussion with my mom yesterday. I said, Mom, you're buying, you, she bought some slippers. What didn't you buy them at MyPillow? She says she's never heard me talk about MyPillow on the podcast, and she listens every day. She goes, well, sometimes I forward through it when you're talking about things like that. I said, look, I make it conversational and fun. The ads aren't that long. Don't fast forward through the ads. The promo code is KKHI. She says, well, they give a promo code on Fox News too. I said, mom, mom, the promo code is KKHI. 
Well, I know, but I can write down the one that I see on Fox News. I'm like, Mom, the promo code is KKHI. MyPillow.com and MyStore.com this holiday season. And Jocelyn's Jewelry is a great place for holiday gift giving, always. And they've got great gifts for 100 bucks or less. Jocelyn's, little bracelets, rings, things of that nature. Or if you want to go big, update the wedding ring, put a big anniversary diamond on or something like that. Joslyn's would love to work with you. They have thousands of diamonds to choose from. 95th and Antioch in Overland Park, Joslyn's Jewelry. Our final final is also for Major League Baseball. It is Cardinals great Adam Wainwright. There was a starting pitcher now. There was an ace. 18 years in the big leagues, 200 wins for Adam Wainwright with the Cardinals. He filled out his retirement paperwork on October 2nd. You have a form. You fill out a form. You send it to the Major League Baseball Players Association and to Major League Baseball. He announced he's retiring. He filled out the paperwork. It's a handwritten form. It's silly. Your lawyer doesn't do it. The agent doesn't do it. You fill the form out, and it said reason why you're retiring. Adam Wainwright, after 18 years and 200 wins, wrote down on his form he was retiring. All it said, it said, why are you retiring? There's like five lines. You can write a whole paragraph, right? These are the only words he wrote, five words. Because I got a puppy. Well done, Adam Wainwright. I don't like the Cardinals much, but you're in my Hall of Fame. He said when he got out of baseball, he told his kids, we'll get a puppy when I'm out of baseball and can be home every day to make sure we train the puppy properly and take great care of it. And the day... After the season ended, Adam Wainwright got a puppy, filled out the form, notified Major League Baseball he's retired because he got a puppy. Please hit the like or follow button, or if you'd like to join the patrons, we're doing a patron podcast later on Wednesday and then Between the Lines 2.0 on Thursday. Another newsletter coming out this weekend. I think you'll enjoy becoming a patron of KKHI. If you want to sign up, go to kkasissues.com to the website. Click on Become a Patron. Much easier to do this on your laptop or your computer or your desktop than it is on your iPhone. So go to your computer, kkhasissues.com, sign up to become a patron for five bucks a month. We'd love to have you on board. We do premium content there that I think you'll enjoy at Kevin Keatsman Has Issues. Thanks for listening to Kevin Keatsman Has Issues, presented by Roberts Robinson Chevrolet Buick GMC. To get exclusive patrons-only podcasts, receive a weekly newsletter, and attend in-person patrons-only parties, visit kkhasissues.com and become a patron today. This has been a production of Crooked Tail Media Incorporated. Ah!